Welcome to Peace of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Welcome, Facebook family. Thank you for all of you who are here this morning. God is good. All the time. He is good. And we are so grateful. So grateful that we're in the family of God. Thank you, Jesus. As you know, those of us who have, those of you who have been watching, we have we started a teaching two weeks ago on spiritual warfare. So this is our third lesson on spiritual warfare. If you haven't listened, please go back and listen to the prior messages. We want you to just to follow with us. And we trust and believe God that at the end of these teachings, whenever, the next couple of weeks, whenever it is, at the end of these teachings, we'll be in a different place in God. Amen. In a different place in Him. So, uh, uh, we're going to go right to the scripture. I've got a lot, kind of, well, well, we'll see. Kind of, a, maybe a lot of scriptures, maybe not. We'll see how it goes. He may or may not have me finished today. We'll go with the Holy Ghost, right? Amen. So, um, we're going to go to a familiar scripture, 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 5, and that's where we, we've gone through that scripture. This is basically spiritual warfare, and spiritual warfare is not natural, but it's, a, it's called spiritual warfare because it's fought spiritually. Amen. It's not a natural fight. It's not a human fight. It's a spiritual fight because in this war, we do have an enemy. How many of us know we do have an enemy? Glory be to God. And that enemy, what's so awesome about this enemy is that he's already defeated. Amen. I mean, you go to war with someone who's already defeated. But what's happened is that so many don't realize or know yet or made aware that he is defeated, that we are victorious. So we're taking this, we're learning about this warfare, and we're learning about, even though he's defeated, he's still subtle, and he still wants to deceive us into thinking that he can harm us, hurt us, things that he, but the thing about it, he can deceive us, but the scripture tells us, do not be, don't be ignorant of his devices. So that's one of the reasons Pastor is teaching this, is so that we, as believers, won't be ignorant of our enemy, that we'll know his tactics, and we know how to guard against those. Right. So here we go. Here we go. Um, 2 Corinthians, I said, chapter 10, 3 through 5, and we're going to read that. There we go. But though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We are in this world. We are, this flesh is here. We walk in the flesh. We need our body on this world. It's our, 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 our earth suit. We need this, this body. But though we walk in the flesh, we're not battling with the flesh. We're not battling with any man or woman. We're not battling because we know if it's divisive, the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. If it's divisive, there's an spiritual, there's something spiritual behind that. So we're aware of that. So we understand that we're not battling with what we see. We're battling with the force that we do not see. But though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. But the weapons are of our warfare are not carnal. But they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Yes. Sing with me with this. In the church, we get born again, meaning we, we, we accept Christ as our Lord and Savior. So now we're born into the kingdom of God. And in that new birth, what changes is our, is our spirit. What happens is the spirit of Christ comes and takes up residence in us. So that next day, when we get up, on the outside, we're still, nothing's changed. On the outside, absolutely nothing has changed. The change has happened in our spirit man. So now what needs to happen, since our, and in that, and Christ coming inside of us, he bought everything that we would need, and it came with him. The full package. It all came with him. So now we have the kingdom of God in us. 
This is what we have now in us and in the world. And we feel awesome for a while. We're excited. We're, I mean, we're on top of the world. But then things start happening. And then we find ourselves, we find ourselves kind of going back and still doing things that we did and still talking the way we talked and we find like that side of us is still there. We're gonna find out that that side of us is still there because our mind, we just gonna read the next verse, go, go next verse, you know, where you have the next verse. But the scripture says in right here, to cast down imaginations in every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity every thought. Now this is something that we've never had to do before because before Christ came into us and we thought what we thought and we acted on it and we did act on it and everything was fine because this is who we were before Christ Jesus. But now the scripture says, bring into captivity every thought. Every's a lot because we think a lot. But uh, we're going to find out what, how important thoughts are. They are so vitally important to our spiritual walk. And we're going to see that. Let's go to Romans, is it Romans 12, 1 through 2. Um, we're going to see that. And in so seeing, it's, it's all going to make sense. Every bit of it is going to make sense. I'm trying to get over there. Romans 12, verses 1 and 2. And you're there. I beseech you, I urge you, therefore, brethren, talking to the believers, I urge you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service, which is your act of worship, is that we present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And verse 2, and be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed. Amen. How are we going to be transformed? Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We've never had this, we've never had to think about this before. I mean, we were just, you're just naturally, if you do nothing, you pretty much naturally conform to the world's way of doing things. And, and our Father doesn't want us conforming to the world's way of doing things because as we know, the world is cursed. We know that. So why are we going to conform to the way the world does things? And that's why he says, don't conform, but be transformed. So how do we get transformed? He tells us, by the renewing of your mind, and how does that benefit us? That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect. There's a good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Amen, amen. So that comes so many people. So many people say, I myself have said, what's the will of God for my life? What's the will of God? What does he want for my life? And, and I was trying to reach that outside of his word. I was just trying to figure out going here and going there and doing this and doing that. But I wasn't having my mind transformed by his word because the knowing is in his word. So if we come to, we're born again, we're in the kingdom of God, but we're not living in his word, that transformation isn't going to come. And it's going to be a constant wanting more, a constant feelings of confusion, and I don't doubt and unbelief, and all of those things are going to come because we don't know him because we learn him through his word. That's how we know him. Just like with you guys, I, I get to know you because I spend time with you and I, I, I fellowship with you. I, you know, we talk, we share ideas, we share thoughts, we do all this. That's how I get to know you. We come to him and we get to know him because of the letter he left for us. He left a letter for us so we could get to know him. So as we study his, his writings and we see who he is, it transform us into who we're to be because he wants our thoughts. We're going to see that. We're going to see that. We're going to, yeah, that's me. Hold up. So, 
There we are. We're there. So we're going to be transformed. Our minds, our minds need to be transformed. And it's done so because if our minds are renewed, this is just an ongoing battle. That I think there was a book, The Battle of the Mind. There's an ongoing battle. Let me show you how important your mind is as well. Your mind is so important because even the world knows it's important. There was a, I think it's a slogan from the military. I don't know. What do you remember? There's a, it was a commercial slogan from the military. A mind is a terrible way. Yes, yes. Even the world. And that's why the enemy, if he can't put his thoughts in our mind and get us to concentrate on his thoughts, then we won't be concentrating on God's thoughts. We'll be concentrating on his. And we know what his thoughts, what lies at, at the end of his thoughts for us. So let's keep going. Let's go to Genesis 5. And... Um, Genesis 6, 5, I'm sorry. We're going to read Genesis 6, 5. And it says, and it says, and God saw. This is how bad things got after the fall. And we wonder how we got to where we are now. It all happened after the fall. It's all been gradual. And God, in Genesis 6, 5, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth. And that every imagination, every thought of, of the, um, every imagination of the thoughts of his heart, his mind, was only evil continually. Mm. How could, how could you, that's how, that's where man had come. Man had evolved, evolved from the garden. Mm -hmm. To your mind, you're thinking only evil. And that's what happens when we hear these things, these dreadful things that happen, I, I believe that these are people who, of course, the enemy's gotten into their mind. I mean, he's captured yeah. their minds. Yeah. And they just, and it's evil continuously until they do something as horrific mm -hmm. as the things that, that we know that they've done. But it's the, it's, it's the mind. The mind is so important. Our minds, as believers, are so important that we turn our minds over to the Lord. And um, right there in Genesis 11, 6, glory be to God. And this is when they were building the Tower of Babel, and the Lord said, Behold, the people is one, and they have all one language. And this they began to do, which is building the tower, they began to do, and now nothing will be restrained from them which they have imagined to do. See how strong your mind is? He said nothing will be kept from you, restrained from you, if you imagine you to do it. If there is something that God has placed in our hearts, and it keeps coming back to us, if God has placed it in our hearts, you may not act on it then, maybe the time may be not be right, whatever the case may be, but if God has placed it in your heart, He's going to come bring, he's going to keep bringing it back to your heart because he wants you to act on that. It's important. It's important that we do what the Lord would have us do. It's important that we that we keep our minds on him. It is so vitally important to our future, the future of our, of our, our generations. It's so important. But if we imagine it, the Bible says we can do it. That's right. That 1% is 1% Of the people, Jamal, you may correct me, correct me, that own 80% of the wealth? That's about right. That's about 1%. But that didn't happen just by circumstance. That happened because of their mindset. And their mindset, and they, whatever they had planned, whatever, be it God, be it whatever thought, they, they stayed on course. They stayed on course, and they were not. They were not going to let anything, anything stop them for, from achieving what they had set out to achieve. And that's how important and how powerful the mind is. Glory be to God. Now let's go over to James. 
4, 7 through 8. Let's go there. James 4, 7 through 8. The, the mind is so powerful. That's why it's so important that it's renewed. Amen. That it's, and it's, and it's, and it's renewal so that we can use it for God. Amen. 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 Because it's, he's, it's, it's so we can use it for God. And it makes our life so much easier. James 4, 7 through 8. Submit yourselves, therefore. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God. Submit to God. Submit to God. And in this submission, yielding to a person in authority, yielding to their will and their authority in submission, we yield to God's will and his authority. And in submission, we, you know, it's like, and we do that. We have jobs. We go to a job, and we're going to find, we're going to see you know, what our job description is and what how this company works. We're not going to bring the company we just left. We're not going to bring their rules and regulations right. so that they did things over here. We're going to submit to this authority over here. It's not going to be how I do things. It's like, this is how we do things. Amen. And Amen. we submit to that. How much greater for us to submit to God, to yield to God's will, to his authority, and for our benefit, glory be to God. And in so doing, we resist the devil because in our submission to God makes us aware of our enemy. In our submission to God, it makes the enemy just stand out. It's like he wears a red suit in a snowstorm. In our submitting to God. Glory be to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh unto God. And this submission is to drawing nigh unto God. And he will draw nigh unto you. And so often, I mean, we can say it. I've said it. God do this. It's never on God. It's never on him to do anything. He, faith is what will stop. Amen. It's Amen. But we can truly, tru without, without wavering, without doubt and unbelief, but we can truly trust God. He will bring it to pass. His Amen. word brings it to pass. Glory Amen. be to God. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Cleanse your, you sinners, come to Christ. If you don't know Christ, come to Christ. And if you're, if you're a believer, don't be double-minded. Don't be this, this, no, it doesn't work. The kingdom of God does not work with all double-mindedness. It just doesn't. He only recognizes faith. He only knows faith. He only, I mean, God is so, he is so good. He's so thorough. He knows what we need if we will trust him. And he's given us his word to become our word so we will use it. I'll get our minds renewed. And we will trust him. And the more we do so, we keep the enemy at bay. We keep him. Let me throw this in here. The enemy, of course, the enemy knows Christ is in you. He knows, he knows, he knows the day you were born again. But until, but he, so all that he can do is he can listen to the words that come out of your mouth. Mm. If you're speaking doubt, mm. unbelief, if you're not speaking faith, he hears those words that come out of your mouth and he sees your actions. Wow. So if you're speaking and doing what's contrary to the word, okay. uh, he's like, I can work with that. Mm. <laughs> you know, so you know, he's like, I can work with that. So it's not like it's not like he he of course he has he wants to deceive all of us. But if we're not giving him anything to work with, he can't harm us. That's right. That's right. Because we're going to come to work constantly with our minds constantly being transformed, our minds constantly being renewed, with meditating on the Lord, living out of the word. He has nothing to work with. Glory be to God. And we're going to see the word manifested in our lives. So let's go from there to John 14. Glory be to God. I love Jesus. I'm telling you, I love Jesus. I yeah. love Jesus. John 14 verses one, and then we're going to go to verse 27. Because this is this is it's all important, but 
um, John 14. I know you're up there, but I like to read you. <laughs> John 14, one, and then we're going to go to 27. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not, let not your heart be troubled. He doesn't want us, he doesn't want us laying awake at night being concerned about stuff. He doesn't want us not eating because we're worried, we're concerned about stuff. He doesn't want us on the phone or well, most more people text and call on the texting saying how bad things are. He he says, "Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me." Amen. Amen. If we can believe, it goes back. This whole everything goes back to the word. So it goes back to the word. You can't believe that which you don't know. That's why it's so imperative that we get into the word and we find out what truly belongs to us. What he says is ours. So when he said right now, when he just said, when Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled, he's just told us, I don't want you worried about nothing. I want you at peace. That's right. At 27. Go to 27. He says, peace I leave with you. That's right. My peace. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. My peace I give unto you. Jesus said, my peace. Now with everything he withstood on earth, he walked in the peace of God. He maintained the peace of God. And, and, and so he's saying that, like the peace that you've that you've seen me exhibit, I've given that unto, I'm, I'm giving that unto you. Mm -hmm. So my peace is it's not ours; it's His. I give unto you, not as the world giveth, because the world cannot give us peace. The world will give us pain, temporary satisfaction. Exactly, temporary satisfaction. Exactly, and in in that, and and, and it has it's like you know, like smoke this, drink that. Sniff this, um, whatever else, you know. That's the, I mean, and temporary satisfaction is what you get from that. And yes, and yes, exactly. Exactly. And you have to pay for that. Not as the world giveth, give out unto you. I don't do, he doesn't do things the closer we get to, to the Lord. The, the more we allow him to transform our mind, as long as we, the more we allow this mind transformation, we will see the world so differently. We will see the world, the world through different eyes. Amen. We'll see the world through his eyes. And what's so, and, and not to, how do I say this, Lord, help me, Holy Spirit. To, and seeing the world through different eyes, we will have a, I don't know if pity is the right word, but we will understand the things that we see mm -hmm. the way we didn't understand it before. It is right. sad, though. Yes. It is. Yes. And we will see it as such. We will see it because we will see, we can now see, okay, before we were involved in it, we were involved in the world, so we were involved in it. But now that we've come to know Lord and we're seeing things through the eyes of the Lord, and we look at this thing, and it's like, Oh my God, I was there. That was me. And that person, you want to pull them out. You want them to be where you are. You want them to experience Jesus. You want, you're saying, they need Jesus. Because you know the answer, and the answer is Jesus. You recognize that. And you see, the, and, and it's like you have in your heart, you, you have compassion. You have such compassion for, for adults, for children. You just have compassion because you because of Christ in you. And he says again, he says, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Again, he says, don't let your heart be troubled and don't, don't let it be afraid. Because in fear, fear will hinder us. Fear will stop us from doing what the Lord would have us do. Fear will... Fear, fear, fear can paralyze you. 
That's what fear can do. That's why we keep in the Lord. Fear will cause, because fear is spiritual, and if we allow fear, because there is no fear in us in Christ Jesus. So if we open that door and we allow fear to come in, with fear can come anxiety, which is like the going thing, spiritual thing today. Anxiety, frustration, uh, division, all of these things can come because we're troubled and because we're not allowing the peace of God to rule and reign in our lives. And it should. These are spiritual. This walk is spiritual. It is spiritual. We have to understand this is, this is a spiritual walk. So our battle is not with mankind. It is not. We have an enemy and we know who he is because we're, we, we have identified him and now we are identifying his tactics. So glory be to God. So we will not allow anxiety, frustration, fear, and you, the list goes on. We will not allow it to interrupt our peace. Glory be to God. I'm just, I put up an asterisk besides Proverbs 23 because I'm thinking, I'm just like, okay, I'm just going to throw this in extra. I'm just going to throw this one in because it's like, it wasn't, well, it'll fit. We're going to read verses 6 and 7. Mm -hmm. Proverbs 23, verses 6 and 7. And after I read it, I'll tell you what, Brian. Okay. Eat thou, eat thou not, eat thou not the bread of him that hath an evil eye. Neither desire thou his dainty meats. You know, this is a person who has stuff. Mm -hmm. um, his dainty meats. Yes. For as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, said he to thee, but his heart is not with thee. Mm -hmm. Here's this person. When I read across the scripture, I'm like, I just like that scripture. Here's this person, and he greets you, and he's like, eat and drink, and he's just so, you know, he makes you, he gives the impression mm -hmm. that he is like, you're so welcome. He's so glad to see you. That's the impression he gives. And, um, but that's not who he is. But as, and that's, that's not, that, that is not who he is. As we as believers, because the Lord gives us the ability to discern and to we see beyond the natural. We see beyond that. Because he allows us, even though these words are coming out of your mouth, I can I see what right. you are, who you are. And he says that even as a man, as you think in your heart, that's who you are. And I'm saying that to say this. People can put up a facade and they can they can sound nice and talk nice and dress nice and all this other stuff. But who are you when you're alone? Right. What are your thoughts when you're alone? Mm -hmm. That's who you are. That's the real, that's the real you. I learned this a long time ago. There's, there's the, that's who the people see. Mm -hmm. That's who you are. And there was three things. Help me remember. That's the person. There's the person that people see. There's the person that you truly are. And there's a third category that I can't remember. And but anyway, what I want to I'm gonna say is there should be a balance. Mm -hmm. You should be one person all the time. Mm -hmm. You should be one way in the world, another person at home, another person with friends. You know, all these variables of you. Right. That's not who you are. Eventually they Yes. And who are you? Mm -hmm. Find out and find out when and a person like that. Find they will find out who they are because you find out who you are from the word of God. If you're born again, you find out who you are from the word of God. Yeah. And that person, that's how we can unite here and we can be on one accord because we find ourselves in Christ. And he makes us one. It's his spirit. It's his heart. 
is his love for us. And we unite in him. And it gets rid of all the schisms and isms and all that stuff because we find ourselves one in him, in Christ Jesus. It is so awesome. It's so awesome when, when you can be your, and Pastor Austin often tells this story when the kids were younger and the kids would, and they would tell me and I told him, the kids would say, well, you're one person at home and you're another person when you're out. And that's the way he was. <laughs> that's the way. That was, you know, that's the way. We would see this person and they go, that is so fake. You know, because, we saw, because you know, we, we saw these two people, you know. And, but now it's like so awesome. Like you're going to see the same person every day. And it's so great to see the same person every day. Glory be to God. So Psalms 139, let's go over here. Oh, he is great, and he is greatly to be praised. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, glory be to God. Oh, oh, oh. Psalms 139, and that reads 17 and 18. Mm -hmm. 17. How precious also are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I wake, I am still with thee. His thoughts for us, if we could count them, his thoughts for us, there would be more than the sand. See? You got all of these, I mean, there's sand everywhere. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's how important, that's how he thinks about us so much. He, we are always on his mind. Hallelujah. Always on his mind. And how awesome it is. We would make our lives so much easier if we would have him on our minds. And if we would, if we would um, ask him, inquire. If we would inquire of the Lord about everything. Mm -hmm. We would make our lives so much easier. If we would just inquire, even in the mornings, inquiring about our day, even at work, um, how do I do the work about this? I mean, just inquiring of him. Should I go into this store? Should I find this? Should I go? What You know, just inquiring of him. That keeps him on your mind. When you're constantly inquiring of him, you're constantly asking him. And he doesn't mind. He's not like us when our kids are little. It's like, will you stop asking me stuff? He's not like that. He, he wants us to inquire of him. He wants us to ask him constantly you know, what we should do, where we should go, constantly. Who should we call? Constantly. Because that's who he is. He has enough love for mankind, and he cares about our every thought. Our every thought. Amen. As the sand is on the sea, on the beach, or wherever it's in, wherever it is. <laughs> so let's go to Philippians 4. He is, we are, we are so blessed. We are so, 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 so blessed. But it's our getting our minds renewed to know who we are, and it's, it's not about just going to church and hearing a message and the message was good, then we go and live our life. It's not even about that. My transformation comes when we can spend, and that, I mean, and do those things. We want you doing those things. But my transformation comes when we get a hold of this word and this word becomes our life. Amen. When we live out of the word of God, it becomes our life. We allow it to transform us. And that's what he wants us to do. To allow it to transform us. Philippians 4. Um, we're going to begin at verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again I say rejoice. When, he, when the scripture says rejoice always, we rejoice always. We rejoice when times are bad as well as when times are good. We rejoice always. Because the thing about it, what's so awesome about this, is that if the enemy is trying to bring something towards us, trying to deceive us in some area, and if we will rejoice, guess what? Because praise steals the avenger, he's going to think, I did 
that, so, that, that, so that the deceiver is being deceived, we notice it, but we choose to rejoice. Amen. We choose to rejoice in it, through it, on the other side of it. That's the choice that we made. Glory be to God. That's a choice. That's something that, that you know I had to learn because I oftentimes, because things come at me, you know, things come, and what happens is a lot, a lot of times, like pastor would hear something when I'm giving testimony of what happened, because he wouldn't have heard because he's my pastor, my husband, my best friend, but I go to my source. We go to our source, and I'll take it to the Lord, and then when he hears the testimony, you know, we, I share it with everybody, but through it, you rejoice. You rejoice, and the enemy doesn't even know. He doesn't even know that you go. Because if we say the wrong things, when we're going through something, and we take, we allow it, when that thing comes to our mind, and we let it settle, and we, it becomes, and we begin to act on it even, then it becomes our thought. It, becomes, it can become a stronghold in our life. Right. Because of the way, because of what we did. Not what God did. Because of what we did. Because we took a hold of thought that we should not have Amen. taken ownership of. So we rejoice. We rejoice always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Because you carry yourself, because of your, your, your lifestyle, because this is church. You know, inside this building, I'm saying. If this room was full of people who weren't born again, as far as what we see, you wouldn't know who was or isn't born again based on what you see. That's right. But once we leave this place and we go out there and we live this life, we live this life because a person that's not born again, they're not going to live this life. Even a person, even a baby Christian, a baby believer, it's hard for them to live this life. Because they've got to get their minds renewed. That's a must. They must get their minds renewed. That's why, that's why there's, I'll say so many. That's why there are carnal believers. Because their minds haven't been renewed. And they don't want, they don't want to do these things. They don't know who they are in Christ so they don't know that they can live there's another level of living that they're not aware of and it's in them mm -hmm. but they don't know that it's in them so they live a carnal life so but we as believers um, let your moderation be known unto all men the Lord is at hand because of your lifestyle people will know people will know because of your lifestyle the way that you and it's not to build you up. It's simply because I choose to live a life that's pleasing to God. Amen. It's just, it's a choice. It's a choice. Be careful for nothing. Don't be concerned about nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace, there's that peace again, and the peace of God which passes all understanding. You're going through this stuff, and I'm aware of what you're going through, but you're still at peace. And it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. Because it's the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. He's done it all. He has done it all. And he wants us to stay at peace. And when we can trust him, when we're confronted with something, and we can trust him, how awesome is that? It has to bring you peace. Amen. It has to bring you peace. Glory be to God. And he says, finally, he says, finally, brethren, glory be to God. Whatsoever things are true. He is so good. He, can, he tells us what to think about. Whatsoever things are true. So if you hear something, that's first. Is it true? Mm -hmm. That's true. Whatsoever things are honest. Is it honest? Mm -hmm. Whatsoever things are just. Is it just, meaning right, righteous? What sort of things are pure? Is there purity in it? What sort of things are lovely? What sort of things are of good report? If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. 
going to tell us to renew our mind. He's going to tell us what to think about. Because in these things is Jesus. If we would think on these things, in these things is Jesus. And he says, those things which you have both learned, what have we learned? And received, what have we received? And heard, and see in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. His word keeps us in peace. His word keeps our minds at, in, in peace so that we don't have anxiety and we're not staying awake at night and we're not worrying and we're just, we're not concerned. It's not that we don't, I get, it's not that you don't care because people get, people misinterpret my actions oftentimes and they think that they'll, and I'm, my family, my family will say, mom doesn't care. And then my grandkids will say, grandma doesn't care. And that is so not true because I do care. I care so much. But I understand, I understand and I trust God that it's going to be taken care of. It's going to, as ugly as it might be, as it might get, the Lord is going to take care of it because I trust him. I trust him. Because right. when he says, when he told me to cast my cares on him, I, I took that as my own. And that's what I do. That's what I do. So he keeps me, he keeps me in peace. Glory be to God. And I'm so grateful for that. Because he keeps me in peace. So our minds, our minds are so powerful. There, there need not be a battlefield. There need not be a battle. There needs, what there needs to be is the making a choice, trusting a choice to trust God, a choice to believe his word, a choice that it doesn't matter what comes my way, I am victorious because Jesus did it all. Because Amen. of him, I am victorious. Right. Because he said it. He says we're more than conquerors. Amen. So I am. So whatever comes, but if this if I'm not in his word and knowing his word and, and taking his word, take his word as my own. Take ownership. Take ownership of the word of God. Right. That's what we're to do, is to take ownership of it. Right. Glory be to God. That's our own. And so we, let's go to uh, first Corinthians 6. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. First Corinthians 6. And we're going to read verses 19 and 20. My Jesus. My Jesus. First Corinthians 6, verses 19 and 20. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For you are bought with a price, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. It belongs to God. Amen. Let me just say this to you. As you know, we are spirit. We have a soul made up of our mind, will, and emotion. Mm -hmm. And we live in this body. Right. Our minds need to be transformed because our minds have simply gone with our body and did whatever our body wanted to. The body is going to go either way. Right. The body's right. going to go with your mind or it's going to go with your spirit. Yeah. That's why our body, our mind needs to be transformed so it hooks up with our spirit because everything that we need to know is in our spirit. Our body our body is going to just, it's, it's just a, it's a tag along. Mm -hmm. So it's going to go wherever we lead it, wherever we take it, it's going to go. Mm -hmm. So, your spirit, let me read these the couple of bullets um, I made for myself. Our spirit does not need the word of God. When we were born again, and the spirit of God came and took a residence in us, Everything that we would ever want, need, is inside of us, inside our recreated spirit. Now our mind needs to be renewed to what's inside, to what's already on the inside of us, so that there's no, there's no battle going on. The soul, your, your mind, your mind doesn't know what's in your spirit. It doesn't know. 
So your mind's going to do what it's always done because that makes sense. But once we get into this word of God, and he's so, the way he did this, the way he, his, I mean, he's just a, a master of everything I mean, he does. He made this so simple yet so complex. He made it so simple that we just have to trust and believe his word, but yet so complex that doing that does all this stuff in the spiritual realm. All these things happen in the spiritual realm. That battle is fought and won in the spiritual realm. He made it so easy for us. So easy for us. It's not difficult to do. It's not difficult because he's done it all. If we would trust and believe him. And I know it's, it's, that, that probably sounds like a lot because we live in a world that's so negative and it's hard to trust, and, trust people. But the great thing he would come to death and say that we are in this world, but we are not of this world because we have a higher a higher calling, a higher level of living. Mm -hmm. It's because we're in a different kingdom. Sorry. Because these, because the world has its laws and amendments and all this stuff. But where we live is above any law they could even put on paper. Mm -hmm. Because we live out of the kingdom of God. Glory be to God. And, and it's about choosing to believe the word of God above all circumstances. What do we choose? Do we choose in spite of what we see? Because the Bible says we walk by faith and not by sight. So in spite of what we see, do we choose to believe what we see? Or do we choose to believe the word of God? And we choose to believe the word of God. And you can't believe what you don't know. You can't trust God. If I, if I, never, if I never learned in the Bible that I was healed, then I would never know that healing is available to me. If I never, if I never learned in the scriptures that He takes care of all of my needs according to His riches and glory, I would never know this. So it's like it's getting in here, and and when you read the scriptures, don't even going forward see it as not only, not only the scriptures. If this is a letter to you, but see it, but see yourself in the scriptures. Yes, yes. yes. Whatever promise is there, that's mine. That's my promise. Healing is for me. Healing is for me. All of my needs are met. That's for me. And what I do. When, and I, I said this earlier. When, you, when God gives us a thought, and we want, we want by reading His Word, we develop His mind because we learn Him. We see what he thinks about, we see what he talks about, we see the life that he lives, and this is the life that we're to live. We see all these things. He just opens his word to us. So as we as he gives us thoughts, it's our faith will bring that to pass. When we don't doubt, when we do not get into unbelief, when we will trust him in spite of in spite of people, in spite of circumstances, in spite of whatever it, is standing before us, if we have the word of God to apply to whatever it is that we choose, that we have faith, what the scripture says, he's given to us the measure, of, there's only one measure of faith, and every all of us as believers have that measure of faith. Right. So he's given it unto us. So what are we going to do? It, it always comes back to us because Jesus did it all. <laughs> he did it all. So we are grateful for that. But this is this life that we want to live, that we desire to live, that's in Christ Jesus, it comes about with a renewed mind. Our mind, we have to be transformed. We have to be, it's imperative. He says, I beseech you, I urge you. Because if you don't do it, it's going to be a long haul. If you don't do it. So I'm urging you, do this. Do this and make it easy for you and for your children and for future generations. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. So I'm asking anyone who's watching today, if you haven't asked Jesus into your heart, now is the time that you can. You can ask Jesus to come into your heart, to take up residence in you. 
He says, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You'll experience the new birth. The new birth that's only in Christ Jesus. And then, his kingdom, he takes a residence in you. And, it's, and there's a oneness that you experience. So you just ask Jesus to come into your heart. Ask Jesus to live his life in you. That you recognize that you are, you are dead to, you're dead to sin, but you're alive to Christ Jesus. It's the heart. It's the heart. And he wants, the verses verse says, he wants none to perish. He wants all to come into repentance. So just ask Jesus into your heart, and he will. That's how much he loves you. That's how much he loves all of us. We asked, and he came in, and we have never been the same. So glory be to God. So we thank you. We thank you in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. I guess Pastor wants me to, but that's who we are. This is our church's, this is our website. You can go to our website and get more of our messages. You can do that. Um, I'm not going to go out my phone. And this is, this is our Bible study call, um, conference call, Wednesday, Wednesday night, 7 to 8. I know it says 7 to 8. The pastor usually says it's an hour, but it usually goes over an hour, so I don't think it's <laughs> So, that's, that's that number. And what's the next page? Is that it? Okay, this we have, we're also on Spotify. If you put it in Spotify, um, it'll give you, you put in the Word of Life Ministry and then Pastor Pop Up, Pastor Dot, and you can listen to messages there. And the next one is, if you like, if you enjoy this, this, this ministry, and we thank all of our family on um, Facebook, family who live in different places, we thank all of you that you do so into this ministry. And we are, um, if you, this ministry has been a blessing to you, then you can sow into it this way. And if you live here in the Richmond area, you can also visit us here at this address. It's Sweet 200. It's right here. Sweet 200 here at this address. So, thank you all for joining us. We'll see you next Sunday. Glory be to God.